Hi guys, welcome to Women's Rights to Education, a real talk with Tudu. Today I'm going to be talking about how cultural values in households affect women's education and works against gender equality in a place of opportunity and how women's education is not prioritized in underdeveloped countries. This issue is worldwide and many countries are struggling with providing young girls the education they need. The need for education all comes down to poverty at a household, community, and institutional level. In a society where the majority of the population is living below the poverty line, with most struggling to make ends meet day in and day out, marrying off a daughter is a sure way for families to get more resources and make more personal alliances. Because of this, women are often married off at a young age for this purpose, and in many instances, they are not mature enough to effectively bear the psychological and uh, physiological responsibilities and abilities that come with marriage and starting a family. Early pregnancy has also caused girls to drop out of school because of the lack of education on sex and contraceptives. This is a common problem among women in the developing world, and many women haven't even had someone explain to them what their period is before it happens. This lack of knowledge about sex and how to have it safely, as well as the lack of access to contraceptives, contributes to girls getting pregnant so young, as well as the spread of sexually transmitted diseases. The cycle of vulnerability continues and many women are forced into a space of instability. The key to stopping the cycle is to educate others and to acknowledge that women are just as capable as men in every single way. Educated mothers are more likely to send their children to school, both boys and girls, which repeats the positive cycle and provides the opportunity of education to everyone. But even if, realistically, everyone is willing to send their children to school, many families simply can't even afford basic education. In underdeveloped countries, primary and secondary schools are forced to exuberate many fees on students that they have no financial aid for. Schools and educational institutions lack the resources and remain poor, resulting in them levying fees to learners to meet their uh, operational needs. Schools levy these fees because they are poor. They need to make an income to be able to cover their running costs. They are poor because their resources were meant for them but are not enough from the national budget and are inadequate. Most schools don't even have proper functioning hygienic tools and resources like bathrooms, running water, and period products. This stops children from wanting to learn and coming to school, and this stops them from getting the same opportunities and experiences other children are getting. Again, this continuous cycle is instilled into children's daily lives and forces them into other risky paths which jeopardizes their future. Education is not only beneficial for children and families, but also for the country's economy. Education economists have been for many years studied the linkage between education and economic growth. The ability to read, write, and count establishes long-term social and economic well-being. Both women and men can contribute, play an active and productive role in realizing this social and economic well-being if they are educated. Therefore, it would be logical for countries to invest in education for all, boys, men, and girls and women. Today I have a guest speaker who will be sharing their experiences with a denial of their education and how we can improve conditions for others who are struggling. Hi Jackie, how are you doing today? How are you? Great, thanks for asking. So, will you please give a brief introduction and share to everyone what your past was like and the educational struggles you had to overcome? Yes, of course. Hi, my name is Jackie, and I was born in South Sudan and lived there for about two years when I was 10. My older sister, who is in college right now, was not able to go to grade because of the lack of resources at school. 
I'm sure it's the only school in the 10 mile radius that had the necessary supplies I was never going to receive. It was just two miles away and there was no transportation, so we had to walk on foot. But the walk wasn't the worst part though, since I love getting my exercise in. <laughs> at our school, at times, we didn't even have running water and the restrooms were very unhygienic. But my parents were thankfully willing to send my sister and me to school since my dad had just lost his job and we weren't in a good place then. They were honestly thinking about marrying my sister off, even though she was just 15. Child marriages happen so often in my family, and many women I knew didn't even get the chance to their quality education. Because of how prevalent poverty was in our community, I didn't even want to go to school because I didn't think there was a future for me. Sadly, I did stop going for about half a year and sit at home to help my mother. Near my 13th birthday, we were to Wisconsin, the aid and help of a charity. It was eye-opening, and this may sound cringy, but with help, going to college didn't seem impossible. Education was very valued in my family, and I'm glad that I got a better chance and actually have control over my education. Wow. No matter how much I hear your story, I'm still amazed. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you and your family are in a better place now. So, based on your experiences, what do you think the solution to the issue is? Well, I think the key to solving this problem is to inform others of the education crisis that have People need to research and write about topics that can inform others to improve the conditions for women and girls in South Sudan and other countries, including their education. I am here today because of the help me and my family got. I was able to survive and breaking the culture and gender barriers is just a start to the revolution women are capable of. Thank you so much for speaking, well said, and I appreciate your input. Agreeing with what Jackie said, the only way to diminish this barrier is to inform others about how they can help and what they can do to support struggling girls and women. Thank you for listening, and please tune in next time. Peace out, and have a great day.